0: have some bacon on a biscuit and let's go we're burning daylight
1: welcome to the frontier freedom hour with jeff hunt sponsored by centennial institute at colorado christian university now here's jeff hunt
0: Howdy, 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 friends. We are back, and you are not going to want to miss this week's show. We are in for a real treat. With us is Rick Enstrom. We're going to be talking all things. Enstrom candies, Colorado Parks and Wildlife, Colorado Wildlife Commission, wolves. We're going to be talking all of those issues, so you're going to want to stay tuned for the next hour as we get deep into... Really, kind of what we all enjoy about Colorado—Colorado's wildlife. I was a river guide for five summers, spent a lot of time on the river. Also, a mountain guide, so uh, spent a lot of time outside. Probably more time outside than most leftists that are trying to change our environment. So, I, I am. This is a conversation you're going to really enjoy. If you don't know Rick Enstrom, he's a really fun guy. Uh, part of the Enstrom. Candy family dynasty, which we'll talk about here in just a segment. But I'm grateful to have you with us. This show is hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. If you don't know about us, go to centennial.ccu.edu. Get a chance to learn about the work that we're doing. We kind of pride ourselves as, as Colorado's version of the Heritage Foundation, working hard to bring a whole host of conservative public policy to the state of Colorado, trying to Push back against the radical left that's down there. As you know, we always like to start with a little bit of cowboy wisdom. And since we're going to be talking about wolves today, I was looking up a little cowboy wisdom about wolves. And a little cowboy proverb is that you're ever thrown to the wolves, make sure that you come back the leader of the pack. So a little uh, cowboy <laughs> producer Michael's liking that cowboy wisdom. If you're thrown to the wolves... Make sure you come back leader of the pack. Well, we're going to dive right in because I know we're going to have a lot of fun today. He's really one of the most fun guys, a shooting buddy with me, Rick Enstrom. I'll go through a little bit of his bio. He served as chair and director of many committees, including Board of Great Outdoors, and from 1999 to 2007 served on the Colorado Wildlife Commission. He's part of... The Enstrom Candies Family Dynasty, we've got Jamie here. She's a, a producer of the show, and she knows very well. We give out the candy to the speakers who come to the Western Conservative Summit. It's kind of it's like the Oscars, right? You go to the Oscars, you get these cool bags. Well, we have a bag that I think the only thing we have in it right now is Enstrom Candies, but it's something that goes viral. Uh, We don't have any more because all of our speakers love them. Betsy DeVos, Kaylee McEnany, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, they all took Enstrom candies. And so it's kind of this treat that we give to the speakers. But joining us in to talk about all this stuff is Rick Enstrom. Rick, thanks so much for joining us. It's good to see you, Jeff. So Rick, give us your background. You grew up in Lakewood and then time on the Western Slope, part of the Enstrom family candy dynasty and uh, then served on a lot of these outdoor commissions so give us a little bit of your background
1: we moved to grand junction from lakewood when i was 12 to take over the candy business that that year we made about 6,000 pounds and thought we'd set the world on fire last year i think we cracked through about three million so the company's been growing at a good steady rate and we try and keep it slow and steady and work together as a family and a common mission
0: who started Enstrom Candies?
1: My grandfather, Chet Enstrom. 19, it, 1928, he moved to Grand Junction, saw a guy holding a piece of burning rock and thought that was going to be the future of energy. <laughs> 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 we're still trying to get it out of the rock over there.
0: Wow. And so he, he moves to Grand Junction, start, does he start in his own kitchen?
1: Yeah, I, ice cream. We were in ice nice cream. cream in the 20s. Oh, okay. All right. That was the social center of the you know in the, in the uh, Depression. Right, and there was no the prohibition time, so everybody we went to the ice cream shop. So he served as a mayor, a state legislator, and that's kind of how I got to dabbling in politics throughout my life.
0: Yeah, I saw that in your bio. You worked on his campaigns.
1: Yeah, I did. Tilly Bishop too.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. and then uh, so Enstrom Candy starts as ice cream. I think it's mostly well known for its toffee. That's our deal. Is that is yeah. that the big, do you guys still do ice cream?
1: Uh, we do. Okay. Yeah, we have a dedicated ice cream room uh, at the plant, and they come up with different flavors every year. Our, the best one in my mind is our uh, Palisade Peach, oh, and yeah. that comes out late August, early September. We only have it for about four weeks, three, four weeks.
0: Palisade is, Peach oh, ice cream. Oh, It's so ever-loving good. Where do you get that? <laughs>
1: Where where do we get the peaches? No, well, do, where do you get
0: the ice cream? I have never even seen those, and yeah. I'm I'm not a huge ice cream guy, but I think I will be. But do you do you get it? Do you get it at King Supers? No, no, lady? we
1: sell it in our stores. That's you it.
0: gotta go to the store.
1: Yep the top, the, the candy's available online, and the, a huge part of our presence is online Costco.
0: And at the airport. Uh, <laughs> Q, QVC
1: the airport. You
0: guys sell on QVC. We do.
1: My brother-in-law Doug Simmons is a ham. He does in the kitchen with David, and they throw candy at cameraman. <laughs> it's really a lot of fun to watch. Wow.
0: So that that's that's national then, right? You can buy Enstrom candies anywhere. At yeah, that point, you can. Right? I think. Wow. And Pretty so uh, that's that's delivered. But the ice cream you gotta go to the stores. Where are your stores?
1: Uh, we have one in Arvada and one in uh, Cherry Creek North. Okay. 52nd Marshall in Arvada and, and uh, Cherry Creek Store at 2nd University.
0: And the plant is still out in Grand Junction. We're a Grand right, Junction right? company. Yeah, I met him one time. We were doing some. Uh, we were trying to push back on this radical agenda on paid family leave that was yeah, going to just Doug, destroy Doug business. Simmons, president And got, got a chance to meet with him as we were talking with business leaders about yeah. that because what we were pushing at that point was that business leaders are actually solving this issue because if you want to hire people, you got to have good paid family leave these days. Yeah, they, but then we were going to force a one size fits all, lower quality service upon everybody but businesses were already doing it. but that that's a side
1: thing the administration and legislature are better off kind of telling business what to do rather than <laughs> seeking counsel from business to develop right. policy
0: actual people do you know how many people Enstrom <laughs> Candy's employees uh, sense? we'll
1: say a couple hundred
0: couple hundred that's fantastic so still family owned and operated
1: sure is fourth generation my nephews are now kind of uh, moving into a leadership position—that's
0: fantastic.
1: Entirely privately owned. Entirely no no privately investors. Owned. Nope. You guys
0: are just all—it's nope. all in there.
1: No, we've had some opportunities. Forrest Mars used to come and see my mom every year. And oh yeah. Come over to the candy maker Fred and sit down at mom's kitchen table and drop the checkbook and say, "Mary, are you ready?" <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, "I don't know why we'd do that Forrest, but would you like another cup of coffee?" Oh, that's great. And then they started FLMs at, at Mars to try and emulate some of the work that we do. Yeah. He was a grand old gentleman.
0: Wow. Wow. It, it, you know, you go back, we, we know the Coors family well, because we have a member of the Coors family that sits on the board of Colorado Christian University. These family-owned and operated businesses are just, are just great. They're fascinating.
1: It's uh, har- harder than everybody thinks <laughs> to bad. stay in business for that many generations without having World War Three right right that's that's usually what sinks the ship yeah yeah so we've uh we all managed to get along and move together in unison so then you
0: you have this kind of passion for the outdoors where did that come from
1: oh i grew up hunting and fishing on the grand mesa when i was a kid as soon as i turned 16 i had a flat bottom boat and a datsun pickup and a and a uh red setter and I would disappear and that's back when you didn't have phones or anything <laughs> I'd just be gone up on the mesa rowing up there catching my own fish to eat and hiding out up on top of that if you've never been to the Grand Mesa yeah. it is one of the prettiest places in the whole world
0: we've camped up there we're a big camping family in fact we'll be camping this weekend this upcoming weekend for nearly a week uh and we've camped up there oh it's Beautiful pretty park. full
1: of mosquitoes though my yeah. gosh
0: <laughs> So you're out there hunting, fishing, and then you got into wildlife management. How did well, you I, get into that?
1: I, I begged governors from Roy Romer, Dick Lamb on. I wanted to be on the Wildlife Commission. That was my holy grail. I, I always wanted to kind of be involved in in uh, running the Division of Wildlife. I don't know where I got it, but I just got this thing, and I, I stayed after all the talk to Kenny Salazar when he was working for Roy <laughs> Romer, Dick Lamb, and folks like that, and uh, Owens got in there, and and I'd been badgering Norma Anderson, the president of the Senate, to get me on that thing, and so I worked on the Owens campaign, and And uh, Norma sent Bill a letter and said, for God's sake, would you put him on the commission so he leaves me alone? And by golly, he did.
0: What was it about that? I mean, most people could just be very happy out there hunting, fishing, hanging out in you wanted to be on these commission boards, a lot of meetings. Now you're down in the city having to do all that stuff. Why?
1: I did. I don't know. It was community service. We always toss a few back. My granddad was a mayor and a legislator and we skipped the generation. My dad didn't have anything to do with it. And I just, I gravitated to it. I was elected a County commissioner when I was uh, 24 years old. So I got into politics and,
0: and found some administrative skills. We're going to be talking all about the Colorado Wildlife Commission, the direction it's going, some of these issues that are coming up right now. If you register a car in the state of Colorado, you're basically buying a parks pass unless you tell them you don't want to.
1: (laughs) Where are we going to shove a couple of million people? into our 42 state parks. I don't know if you thought that one through. It'll be a great revenue stream, but what are you going to do with all the people that have a sticker on their car?
0: Yeah, this is I mean there's a lot of changes happening. And then we have all these wolves issues coming up and we did a documentary for the Western Conservative Summit on wolves, and so I know a little bit about that. We talked to Perry Will, who's one of the greatest guys Always out a there. Good dude. Uh, about wolf issues. So we're going to be covering all of this when we come back. We're talking with Rick Enstrom, a former commissioner with the Colorado Wildlife Commission, also on the board of Great Outdoors, uh, has a, a big background in policy and planning priorities for Colorado's, one of Colorado's largest state agencies. And served as the chair, I believe, of the Colorado Wildlife Commission. Is that right?
1: Uh, for three years.
0: Three years served on that. So I couldn't find anybody good. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> avid outdoorsman. And this is really uh, what we like to talk about at the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, giving these Western perspectives on issues that you're not going to get really from any other radio program so you're listening to the frontier freedom hour hosted by the centennial institute at colorado christian university when we come back we're talking wolves we're talking about these uh, new park passes that everyone's going to be facing in the state of colorado and the leadership at the colorado wildlife commission so stay tuned for the frontier freedom hour